Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 99, and my special guest, Tony Duran from Plano, Texas. Tony, Tony, welcome. Thank you. Now, I'm so excited for the audience to hear your amazing story. You know, growing up in Haiti, uh, be- losing your mother, becoming an orphan, and then coming here to America and now having a successful real estate and investing career. Let's unpack that because there's a lot for us to learn. Uh, so tell us about growing up in Haiti. Well, uh, you know, growing up in Haiti, is a, it's a different lifestyle. You know, it's, I tell people all the time, you don't have money, you suffer. Mm. You have money, you suffer because uh, the insecurity and everything else, that's, it's involved. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was different than what I, I can see here in America. Yeah. And so growing up, uh, you get into your teenage years, and a tragic event hap- happens. Not only do you lose your uncle, you lose your mother uh, within 30 days of each other. H- how was that for you? I mean, that, you know, that's something I never dreamed of, that I was going to be an orphan because I lost my father three years prior. And the only thing I have left was my mother. She was the hero. She was the breadwinner of the family. Right. And now, after like a few years later, and I would lose her. And I thought I would never recover. I thought I lost everything, my yeah. love, my hope for you know, Once she was gone, I didn't know what to do. Right. And so you had uh, brothers yes. who went to the orphanage with you. Yes, two of them. And how did you, how did you survive? How did you keep your hope up during those times in the orphanage? Well, uh, I'm a dreamer, uh, and I don't give up. I love to dream big, and I love to try until the last second. Uh, I tell people all the time, I'll be the last one to say no to myself. I love it. I'm a dreamer, and I'm the last one to say no to myself. I love it. That could be the quote of the episode. (laughs) I'm sure there'll be more. Yeah. So... So you're in the orphanage, which had to be tough, certainly not easy, and a missionary uh, from America discovers you and, and kind of you become a mentor mentee. Yeah. Tell I us mean, about that. I mean, being in the orphanage was the last thing I wanted to do. I, right. It was so embarrassing for me. It was, I, I did not like it, but I knew I had to be there. Right. We had no choice. I have no choice. Right. And I said, well, my choice would be stay in the, orf- stay in the village with no food, yeah. no hope, no water. Live on, or live on the or live in the street yeah. or be in the orphanage where I can be taken care of. And I knew that was a way for me to be where I want to be today. Right. And I was there, and I did not speak English before I got there. It was the summertime. And it, I start when I saw the American people talking that language. It, it sounds funny. It sounds fun at the same time. Right, and I fun. wanted to know what they're trying to say. And I right. actually starting to teach myself English. Right. Yeah. And so you learned some English. Yes. And, and how did you meet uh, the missionary? How did how did that come up? How did well, that come across? That was that was going to be my first real life uh, test. Uh, there was a group of doctors coming to Haiti. And they were choosing top translators right. to work with the doctors. Okay. Because to work with the doctors and head in that team, it's a big deal. Right. But the owner's son, who was still is the president of Mission of Hope, chose me to be one of the translators. And I said, absolutely no way. I don't think I've spoken enough English to be a translator for a medical doctor. 
He said, you know what, I think you can do it. I said, you know what, okay, I'll give it a try. So this doctor came to Haiti for the first time. Wow. And I started working with him, and I would not stop talking. It was fun. And the way he took care of the Haitian people, it was amazing to me. It was it just for a week. Yeah. And after the week was gone, and I've seen so many American people, so many team come over to Haiti, and I pretty much kind of lost, lost sight of him. And a month later, the, the president came to me and said, do you remember working with Dr. Bill? And I said, yes, I remember him. He's the older guy, and he, worked, he came here. And he said, well, this older guy wants to be in your life. He wants to support you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like the Moses story. You know, Moses didn't think he had the skills or the abilities. And <laughs> you were tapped as well to say, well, who am I? I don't have these skills. But you, you persevered and learned and, and made it happen. Yes, yes. I, like I said previously, if I don't want to be the first one to give up on myself. If somebody else could see the, could see the potential, Right. That give me the motivation to even enlarge it and right. make it bigger. Yeah. So, so obviously you get from Haiti to uh, America here in Plano, Texas. Yes. Was that a tough transition for you? Um, yes, it was. And it, it was from Haiti to Oklahoma City. Right. To Wichita Falls, Texas. To oh. Dallas, Texas. That, so you had a little circuit that you went through. Exactly. Right. And I remember that day. It was, it was a dream. It was the biggest dream of my life, of right. all the dreams I had. When American Airlines was going through, and I could see all these beautiful buildings, and I sat by the windows, and I looked down, I saw this land, this big land, those big buildings, mm -hmm. and I'm getting closer to the land, and I see these beautiful streets and the grass. Everything was so beautiful. Everything was so big, so nice. And we landed, and I went to security, and the lady said, well, say, where are you going today? I said, I'm going to Oklahoma City. She said, Oklahoma City, what is there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great story. Well, so obviously you end up here in Plano, and you get your real estate license and start doing some investing. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Well, when I was in college, I, I remember my freshman year. The, my U.S. family, my sponsor here, he said, well, if you could only maintain a C average to graduate, we'll be very happy with you. And I said, sure. And one of the assignments I had was a, a, a board, like you put everything you want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. and like a vision board. A vision board, yeah. Yes. A vision board. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I did. And I did exactly the way I wanted to be done. And my teacher said, well, I'll give you 100, but you did not do exactly the way I wanted to be done. I'll give you 94. That would be 94. Right. So fast forward the story. After college, you know, you have to clean your dorm room. You have to live. And I come across this vision board again. And I said, wow, this is amazing. And what then, then I, I said, you know what? All those things in this vision board I see, having a healthy lifestyle, and all those things. And real estate was in there. Right. So I got a job. And I was able to get a job. And I knew that job would help me to be where I am. So with that job, I moved from Wichita Falls to Dallas. When I moved here with my job, and once again, I was reminded of that vision board, what I wanted to do. Right. And I called Champion School, Real Estate School, and registered to get my license. It's, was, that was the beginning. From my freshman year in college to Wichita Falls, Texas, 
to Dallas, Texas, where I, just, I, I have the time now to really dream and see where I want to be in the future. And part of that dream even goes back to Haiti, where you saw uh, builders uh, that were not building to standards, and, and you kind of always had this thing about wanting to build better, uh, be involved in better homes and providing a, a better home for people. And this is the ultimate story, because as a kid, uh, I was, I love people, people love me, but I am a loner. I like, I like to be by myself sometime and see things I've never seen before. Right. As a kid growing up in Haiti, I, when I saw those, build, those houses, I knew they were not properly built. Right. But had I been anywhere else but Haiti, I didn't have anything to compare it to. Right. And my mom built a house. I was like probably 10, 11 years old, and I knew something was wrong with the house. Right. And a few years later, there was a fire in the house. By the time they get there, everybody, like all the kids, were like the three kids, they all died in the fire. Oh, no. Because there was no access for the fire truck to get there. They were late, but they could not get there when they, they could not get into the house when they got there. Right. And I was like, wow, this is a problem. I said, when I grow up, when I go to college, I'm educated, I want to build houses for the very poor people in Haiti who can afford it to their level, also to the very rich people, which is like less than 4%. Right. And and I have nothing else to compare to it but just an idea that right. one day I want to make it different. Yeah. What what a what what a story. So it just hit me again the amount of tragedy that you've experienced in your life, having those uh, friends die, you know, all the things you've gone through. How how have you maintained such a uh, positive, action oriented, moving forward attitude? Is is it your faith? Is it uh, perseverance. I mean, what, what what keeps you moving forward to have that dream and that hope? Well, I think it's all of the above. My faith in God first, because when everything else falls around me, I know He loves me and He's going to encourage me. By doing so, He will bring somebody to help me out. And I believe in people. It's all about people. And God truly blessed me with some amazing people uh, to help me and when I can share with them my vision, what I want to do in life. Right. And so let's fast forward, you know, now now you're here in Dallas and you have a successful real estate career and you're doing some investing and, you know, what what's the next few years look like for you? Well, um, you know, it's it's funny because for someone like me and to be in Dallas selling real estate is crazy because mm-hmm. when I first moved here to Dallas from Wichita Falls, Texas, I didn't know anybody here. Right. I have no friends, just myself. And I told some of my friends, I'm going to real estate. They said, are you sure? This is a big deal. It's a big industry. I said, yes, because I knew deep inside that's what I wanted to do. And my investment come just that way, this way. My CPA referred me my first investor client. I don't know what I was doing. And she had money. She went to invest in real estate. And she gave me the opportunity right. to get started four years ago. And... I learned from all those mistakes I made in the past, and right. she gave me grace because my job as a real estate agent is to be clear, honest at any time to my clients because I know when I make a mistake, because I'm being honest and transparent to them, they will forgive me right. and allow me to go. And that's how I started as a real estate agent and now as an investor. Right. That, that's super. What, a, what an inspirational story. Now, what would you like to share with the audience about mental toughness staying in inspired action, uh, any kind of words of wisdom um, 
from you would, I think, be very helpful to the audience? I would say always be honest. Never lie to your client. Or yourself. Or yourself. If you don't have an answer, ask them to give you time to find the answer. Because people can see what through you. When you lie to them, they can see it. Always stay positive. Uh, Love people. You never know who's going to come across your path. Just be yourself and enjoy the journey. Never give up. Let's unpack that for a minute because you say always stay positive. Yes. Now, you went through a lot of trauma and tragedy. How did you – you obviously weren't positive – you know, the day your mother died, the day my mother died, I can, I can remember it probably just as clearly as yours, but ha- how did you turn that around eventually to being positive? Well, I said to myself, this is what life gave me. This is what I have right now. I right. lost my father. He didn't leave me anything. Only thing I have left was my mother, and now she's gone. It's just me and life. So what can I do with that? Am I going to stay down and cry or do something crazy that life is not fair, what has happened to me? Or can I take courage and be encouraged and go through it? And one day, I'll be an example of somebody else who might be going through the same thing. Because life, this is what I call circle of life. What do you do with what God gave you? It, your success, uh, what seems to be a failure to you, you use it to grow and to help other people that are around you. Yeah, what what an amazing role model! And thank you for sharing uh, that story of of uh, everything you've gone through. It's it's amazing. You know, you are the to me the perfect example of no excuses. No, you. I no. mean, you, you don't allow excuses to live in your world. No, I tell you a quick story. As you know, go back quickly to my my past. When my mom passed away, I was in sixth grade. That year. But my other siblings, they all left their house. Right. They dropped out of school. I stay in school. I said, there's two things really to help me succeed in this life. It's God first and education. I had a choice that year to drop out of, high, of school, before after high school. Right. And I said, no, I'm going to stay in it. There's one day I was so hungry. I was so weak. I was living in classroom. And it was, it was blowing, it was very windy outside. Mm-hmm. I fell because I was so weak. I had to eat for 24 hours. Wow. So in sixth, going to seventh grade, which is starting high school, I didn't have any books whatsoever. One of the classmates I have, she really likes me. And I told her, because you like me, you want to be my friend. I'm going to help you to study for, your, for your, the entire year. So I can read, I can learn from your book. So I use her books so I could study, so I could go to my next steps. Yeah. So, so you created a relationship that I a relationship. you helped her, she helped you. Yes, because here I am with no parents, no books, no money to pay for school. But I said, I will never give up. Yeah, you never give up. You always had the dream. What I took away from, you didn't let an excuse, you became resourceful. Yeah, you became resourceful. My friend, it's been an honor and a privilege to uh, have you on the show today and to share your amazing story. I can't wait to hear more about it. Um, For sure. And I know the audience will get great value. So we'll see you soon on another episode of Success Superstars. And remember, keep the dream alive and no excuses. (laughs) 